Salty Bees podcast is explicit in every single way, so listener's discretion is strongly advised. If you have pearls, I suggest you get to clutching them or grab a glass of wine because here we go. There we go. Who's introducing this one? I think I did the last one. No, I think I did. This is a great intro where we can't even agree. We can't even agree. I'm Camille. I'm here with Kim and Brittany, and today we are talking about love. And we're three salty bees. So, me, Kim. I'm Latina. Me, Camille. And me, Brittany. White. (laughs) (laughs) European mutt. I don't know. There we go. You're European with a dash of Caucasian. There we go. So we're bringing all of our like cultural upbringing and our worldviews together um, in this friendship, and we're just going to talk about life and love and all the things and growing up and aging and getting married or not getting married and having kids or not having kids. And this is starting to sound like a country song. Oh. But I don't like country. I know. So can we just make it like something like in a D minor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On a Marshall lamp. <laughs> Gibson. There we go. <laughs> okay, so Kim, how did you meet your husband? Mm, okay. So my husband Craig um is he works in film in the film industry, film and video and Um, I was working in the film industry and I was at the South by Southwest Film Festival in 2001 and my husband was also at the South by Southwest Film Festival in 2001 and um, supposedly he says that he saw me walking around the Austin Convention Center and I looked hot and cute and my jeans and my sweater and my cat eye glasses. And um, he would see me walking around. He said the first time he saw me, he saw me coming down the elevator. And then he would see me around and you know, um, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't pay attention to him. <laughs> but um, the Sony, um, the studio Sony, they threw uh, like a, they had like a sponsored, they sponsored like a happy hour or something. And I was standing in the beer line. So I was going to grab a beer and then go, you know, talk to some friends or schmooze some contacts or whatever. And, um, these two guys behind me started talking to me and they were really funny. And so it was my husband and his best friend. And that's where we met in the beer line. And I just kept running into them at, at different film screenings and the parties and things like that and we talked about maybe working together on a project and I was really really busy at the time and I was also you know my mind was totally elsewhere and um I wasn't putting two and two together that he liked me like like at all and I'm thinking friendship I'm thinking business acquaintance um and you know potentially working together in the future and I was like, look, I'm really busy, um, but yeah, you know, we, I'm, you know, I'm free to hang out anytime because like Camille says, I make friends everywhere. So I'm always like, yeah, yeah, cool, I'll hang out. I used to friend zone so many guys because I had no idea that when they said hang out, they meant like a date. 
<laughs> I was like oblivious. I was so oblivious. Oh, poor them. Because um, I was like oblivious and like not interested. And and with Craig, I was just I was just busy. Like I said, my mind was on business. And um, and his was too. He was thinking about hiring me as a producer on a project they had coming up. <clears throat> so anyway, um, uh, long story short. Um, we went to a concert together. I had, um, an extra ticket to see Built to Spill, um, and also, um, in this other band that was really big at the time. I can't remember their names, but they did the music to Friday Night Lights, hmm. the movie and the series. I can't, ah, oh, the name escapes me, but right, I, now their name escapes me. But anyway, um, and they had these really cool posters and it matters I'll tell you why it matters here in a little bit, but it matters that they had these cool posters because I took one of the posters mm-hmm. and, um, the posters were like, like an homage to like Velvet Underground with a banana on it. So anyway, I took one of the posters and, um, we were at the concert and I saw my friend Brandy. Brandy was like one of my South by Southwest buddies. Like we didn't hang, we didn't have time to hang out together a lot, but we would always do South by Southwest together, like go to all the shows and um and everything um especially the music part but anyway I was there I saw Brandy and Brandy was like oh who's this guy and I was like oh you know he's a guy I met at South by and we're gonna be working together and she was like so are you guys on like on a date and I was like no we're just friends we're and we're gonna we're gonna oh, work God. together and she was like why aren't you on a date like <laughs> he's cute and he's wearing nice shoes like you should be on a date with him and I was like but we're not on a date we're gonna be working together um, and she was like, no, I think you should be on a date with him. So anyway, like I said, I was busy and there was like other stuff going on in my life. And then about two months later, um, I had some time free and he'd been emailed back then. Everybody was emailing. Um, I, he emailed me to stay in touch and I said, Hey, do you want to go to another show? Um, and these were some friends of mine. It was like two or three bands that I knew actually that were playing. And so he came with me that night and I had been thinking about what Brandy said you know about well maybe you know what's wrong with dating him she's like you can still work with them you know blah 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 whatever you can always work with other people and anyway so we hung out together the first night and I really enjoyed hanging out with them and then there was another show the next night same group of friends and so I was like well do you want to go to the one tomorrow night and he was like yeah so that one I thought, okay, well, maybe this could possibly be a date. So I wore a really cute dress and put on a little more makeup and everything. And then um, he was driving this company car. He was working for this uh, production company that he started with his friend and another friend in Austin. And they had like a company vehicle, company cars, Jeep Cherokee. And the um, fuel gauge was broken. And it, it like, we went to the show and then we went, everybody kind of, like, everybody kind of scattered and went separate ways to go grab something to eat. And then we were all supposed to meet up at an after party after that. And um, we were going to go get something to eat. And he ran out of gas because the fuel gauge was broken. Oh. So we had to get out of the car and walk to the nearest gas station. And we were, like, in, like... If anybody knows Austin, it was like in Hyde Park. So we had to walk several blocks to get to a gas station. And while we were walking, um, 
I was really enjoying our conversation and I was like, so is, is this a date or are we just hanging out? Mm-hmm. So I decided I would just go for it and just ask. And he was like, would you be okay if it was a date? Wow, that's what it's like when two nerds fly. And I was like, <laughs> but I was like, yeah. And then he started holding my hand and we held hands, got the gas and everything. And then went to go eat. And then um, when we met up with all, with my friends at the after party, it was, it was so much fun. Um, you know, they're all musicians, so we were singing along to, like, an out-of-tune piano that was being played beautifully by another friend of ours and just having so much fun. And he was like, this is, this is, he's like, this is the Austin I wanted to experience. Mm-hmm. And it was just tons of fun, and I, it was okay. I could tell people we were on a date, and that's it. That's our first date. And so the, the poster is important from that other concert because that now hangs on the wall in our family game room slash music room. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, along with another concert poster that we went to see um, Flaming Lips. <laughs> so, Aww, yeah, that's cute. Yeah, so he he people would say, "How did you meet Kim?" And he would say, "I met her in the beer line at South by." Hmm. I just started. I just started talking to her because I wanted to cut in line. <laughs> and I'm like, bullshit! You were following me around like a stalker. That's hilarious. hilarious. Camille, what about you? Which husband? Oh, should we go in sequential <laughs> order? Okay. Do you want to choose which one you tell us? Well, about? the most important one is the current one. Um, so me and my husband, who right now does not feel comfortable being named, we were both in college at TC in Temple, Texas. And um, we were in the same little group. It was called Trio, and it helps people, you know, find ways to pay for college and gets us um, books when we need them but can't afford them. And it's just a poor kid's dream. It was wonderful. They got me a laptop, and um, I would take my daughter, because I had a daughter for my first marriage, in there as well so she could get a good little college experience. And um, she was three years old at the time. I programmed in her brain young. She was going to go to college and be successful. And we were in there, and she was playing around, and she stumbled upon him. And he had this long, curly hair, and it was beautiful. And she looked at him, and she goes, you need to wash and comb that. There's no excuse. None. (laughs) And he looked at her. He was like, hi, I'm, and he introduced himself. And those two hit it off, and she's like, Mom, you need to come meet him. And I was like, okay, who's this weirdo talking to my kid? And how am I going to hide this body? Why is he talking to my little girl? Um, But he was really, really sweet. Unfortunately, at the time, I was dating another gentleman who had also fallen in love with my daughter. Um, So he already knew. He already knew this. We were all in the same group. We had gone on field trips together. um, And it was so awkward because... I was supposed to be breaking up with guy A, and I was on this field trip with guy B, and they were both there together, and um, every time guy A turned his back, guy B would come, and we'd go walk together, and we'd walk off. So guy A graduates, and I drive him to school. He went to um, A&M's, A&M Commerce, so I drove him up there and got him set up in his dorm and just never went back for him. And me and my current husband lived happily ever after. He um, actually fell in love with my kid before he fell in love with me. And we he, we all went to a Halloween carnival. And she was a little cheerleader, which is hilarious because she's a cheerleader in college now. 
But um, he was carrying her. He decided that she was too little to walk around all these huge people. So he would pick her up, and she wanted her face painted like she was dead. And he was like, ugh, how about we do it Day of the Dead? And that way, you know, you, you can be a part of my culture. And she's like, okay. So they painted a skull on her face, and she was a Day of the Dead cheerleader. She was going to, you know, cheer for them as they cross over to come and see us. And that's so cute. Yeah. Yep. That's how their little relationship and how we got started. And actually, from that day forward, we just have never been apart. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, we've only spent three nights apart from each other. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And the only time... Yeah, Kylie was... She went to college, and because I'm a weirdo and don't let my kids spend the night at other people's houses, she would call home at night, and he would talk to her until she fell asleep for the first few weeks. Wow. Yeah. And now Belle's the same way. I'm sure he's has his headphones on at work, talking to her until she falls asleep. Mm. And it's really cute when you think that he hates everybody and only says about 10 to 20 words to anybody <laughs> outside of us. And they're usually not nice words. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And then I already know what my third husband, I, I'm just collecting them at this point. That's all. I already know what he'll look like. He has He's tall, has long flowing hair, tattoos everywhere, looks great in a thong. <laughs> all I know him. His name is Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> you Jason, if you're listening. Come and get me. I'm right here in Texas. You can borrow her. On weekends. <laughs> you know, I ended one relationship to begin another. Her husband would probably be like, that's cool. It's Jason Momoa. He, we've talked about this. Just his, make sure dinner is woman, prepared. His woman is, oh, I forget her name. And she's such a talented actress. Oh, my goodness. Lisa something, right? Lisa Bonet? No, no, no. No, no, no. Wait, no, no, wait, no. Wait, wait, my, wait. my husband's dream girl. Oh. There's, there's <laughs> One is Selma uh, Hyatt. She doesn't matter. The other woman is, she plays Penny from the Big Bang Theory. Oh, She's okay, like my okay. favorite actress. Haley Cuoco? Kaylee Cuoco. Yes. Something like okay, that. Okay, now that it's like on yes. tape was and she, I can't say her name, but I, I adore her. She is so, she looks like she'd be so funny and right? hilarious Yeah, and such a great spirit. What was she in recently? Um, she's the in flight the attendant. That's flight right. Attendant. That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. So good. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I watched that while I had COVID. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's so talented. So if they, either one of these women, whoever comes first, if I lose my husband to them, hey, it, it's okay. We all deserve to be happy. My husband always had a thing for Nicole Kidman, and and then now that like I tease him about it, he just acts like he doesn't anymore. But oh no. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I am fully aware that if little Miss Kaylee ever shoots anywhere in Texas, I'm, I'm going to be single. So, Jason, this would be a perfect time for you. Just keep your eye out. If she comes to Texas, you should too. Y'all can both get yourselves a Texas rose. Yes. Oh, my God. I love that. That's awesome. Brittany. Yes, ma'am. What do, what do you think? you want in your dream man. Brittany's the only one who's Ooh. never been married. I know. And me and Kim fully support this. 
me getting like married or me not being married? The freedom you have oh. and like your life is your heart can be so relatively uncomplicated. But if you relatively. if you were to want to complicate your life and tie it up in knots, <laughs> what would I look for? Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, honestly, like at this point. I've, I've clearly had a lot of time to think and explore this and it's got to be someone that I can have fun with and laugh with and travel. I do want to travel. Um, I don't know. Like I've always had this sense of like a, a true partner, you know, like, yes, I mean, I can't lie. If someone wants to take care of me, that would be amazing, but that's just not who I am innately to just always be taken care of. Um, I don't know. Like, the crazier, the better? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think you're going to have to define crazy. Uh, <laughs> I feel like this is just, the second yeah, time I used yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, like you don't mean like mentally ill. You don't mean no, but if you are experiencing I mean, mental. But um, crazy to me is like I don't know. You have to have a sense of humor to be around me. I mean, I'm very y'all know I'm very rarely serious. Yeah, and if I am serious, I'm serious for like five seconds and then I'm ready to like pop off into something more fun and lighthearted. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like I need someone to ground me a little bit. Not a ball and chain, but somebody to counter counterbalance you. That's yeah, Yeah. that's what Craig is to me. But I I also feel everything, you know, running on time and Yeah, you know. But I also feel like I could be good for someone, too, to, like, like, I'm getting better at going, you know what? It'd be really cool to pick up and go to this place, like, or this looks really fun. Let's go try this. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. You know? And it kind of kind of reminds me of, like, my parents and my grandparents who seem to blend. Um, I don't know. I mean, only time will tell what my love story actually is, but... Yeah, like that just melding. Like my dad, I mean, no lie, y'all. My da- <laughs> my dad knew my mom because she was friends with his sisters. Aww. And that's how they met and, you know, started hanging out. I don't know if you called it hanging out in the 70s. But they, like, dated long distance when he was in the service. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then my grandparents, my grandfather liked how my grandmother looked in her band outfit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And she was dating someone else. And he just, he literally just started picking her up from school. Oh, wow. And taking her home and taking her from home to school and just literally just like weaseled his way. Yeah. Like wow. he, the I other guy it. didn't have a chance. Like my grandfather oh, wow. was just there. I love that. Right? So like, yeah, they definitely seem to be a balance, like keeping each other on their toes and in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if you asked, like, 20-year-old me, you would have gotten a totally different answer. Oh, yeah. 
And like me now, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just comfortable in who I am and Oh, nobody knows how old we are. Oh, I guess yeah, no, we didn't cover that. Uh-uh. I don't know how old y'all are. <laughs> like, I mean, y'all call I'm, me kiddo, but I'm like, glad you don't know how old yeah, I am. That's great. <laughs> I take great. I take really good care of my skin, and I stay out of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. I drink mountains of water, of water yeah. and moisturizer. I don't leave the house without um, my SPF on. Uh, it has to be twenty-five I could be or better. I do See? burn. No. I mean, that's no the curse of being white, right? You just burn. I don't know. But being, <laughs> oh, there you being go. Latina, I burn too. I burn, do but it's the, yeah, and then it peels off and turns into a tan. No, I just burn. Oh, that's not But I mean, to but, be replaced but with because I have more white, melanated so. skin, I also am prone to, like, I've got to be careful because the sun damage will come back and bite me in the butt. That's true. You know? I'm getting better, but I do burn once every summer. My mom raised us with sunscreen and lotion and water and staying hydrated. And she's Mm. like, do you want to look like granny when you grow up? Yes. Okay. This is what you need. Because my granny's beautiful, like gorgeous, long, thick hair. She had had gray hair, salt and peppered hair. Mm -hmm. So does my mom. But if it wasn't for our gray hair, you wouldn't know our age. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So how do we want to rip this Band-Aid off? Do we I'm... start with what we assume is the youngest to the oldest or the other way around? I don't know. I'm the oldest. Are you? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't know. I thought I was the oldest. No, I'm the oldest. I'm okay. over 50. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I really I'm, am. I'm in my 40s. But I'm like, to me, like 50 feels like 40. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't feel 50. And, like, my mom tells me, you don't look 50. But my mother didn't look 50 when she was 50 either. Oh, no. Well, mm-hmm. no, people don't believe that my grandmother's 100. Well, there you go. That's awesome. You know, like... yeah. Now, the way I see it, when I turned 45, I was like, all right, I have a second lifetime ahead of me. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I don't feel that. Like, it's hard for me to imagine that at one time... 50 or 55 was considered old age. Like, that's just... That's crazy. That's just, that's just, yeah, that's just bananas to me because I don't feel that. I mean, yeah, my back hurts. But you know my back has hurt since I broke it when my I was, like, 10 years hurts. old. I mean, you know, like, I just don't... I don't feel it. And my doctor did tell me I'm still far away from menopause. But I do have some of the symptoms, but not, you know, not all of them yet. And so I just, I don't, you know, I'm starting to feel it, but not, I don't feel it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In my no, heart and my does. spirit, I definitely don't feel it. I feel like even at my age, I'm starting to understand what my parents talked about or my grandparents, our grandparents are like, you never feel your age, mm-hmm. like your body's aging, but your mind is still like my young mind, and oh, vibrant. My mind definitely doesn't feel my age no. at all. No. My or my mind. spirit. But I... I will tell you, I mean, it was a funny story. It happened, actually it happened on Friday before Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> this young kid, I mean, in his mid-twenties maybe, was telling me, he's like, so Brittany, are you going to go party this weekend? And I was like, <laughs> oh, what? I was like, 
Listen, like early twenties, Brittany would have been all over that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just shy of forty, Brittany is like feeling that a little less. Yeah. But I mean, same thing. Like, yeah. There's also this really funny skit of a comedian. He stands up in a chair, and the whole bit is over 40, under 40. Mm -hmm. And, like, under 40 people don't understand why that's dangerous. (laughs) 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 And over 40 is like, oh, no, a knee's going to go out. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Yeah. tell me about it. Uh, What was it about six years ago when I, I, you know, busted my knee? Um, doing cannonballs in a pool that had an uneven bottom and oh. yeah people are like why like you're, you're already this you old writing that and I'm like because the kids challenged me that's to do it right. that's why kids are like hey like hey Wallace's mom bet you can't make a splash blah blah and I'm like oh it's on kid <laughs> <laughs> oh was that a dare <laughs> yeah yeah Oh, I've done the same thing where my kids, they're both athletes and track stars. They're like, oh, we can outlift more than you can. We can do this. We can do that. I'm like, oh, oh, you think so, right? So me and my daughter are in the gym. And did I mention she's a professional cheerleader in college? (laughs) And she is 20 years old. That's great. That's awesome. Good for her. We are in the gym and we're, I I bet I can lift more than you. I bet I can lift more than you. So she does 200. Oh, you think I'm going to be outdone? Mama deadlifts 250. Wow. And the second I put it down, I'm like, you old idiot. How? <laughs> Why? You didn't even take any time all yet. <laughs> that next morning, I woke up and I opened my eyes. I was like, where's the tunnel arthritis? I think I'm going to die. But she was in the house. So now I can't even crawl to the kitchen <laughs> to go get my stuff. Because she's watching. Because she's watching. I have and to she's stand say, I up. Told you so. uh-huh. I uh-huh. admit nothing. <laughs> I have to. I have to walk like every step isn't killing me to go get this tunnel arthritis. And she goes, "Oh, are you getting the tunnel?" I'm like, "Kid, I will chunk you out the window." Shut up. I got just enough strength to end you. Shut up. Oh my goodness. Horrible. Now, okay, so um. I, I don't know if, I think we mentioned it in the last one, but I'm kind of, I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'm hyperactive, right? Yeah. So my problem is, is that I, I have this immense amount of energy and sometimes I use up all that energy and I don't realize like the degree to which I've used it up. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So like. Like in my twenties, you're talking about being in your twenties. So when I was in my twenties, like I could work out twice a day, mm-hmm. and I did because I, I was, I was acting there for a bit. I was um, trying to get uh, roles on on television and in film. So I was, um, I was working out twice a day like an idiot, and <laughs> and also um, like I could dance. We go salsa dancing. I would dance mm-hmm. all night, like all night long. I would dance. Yeah. And in my 30s, you know, it was like I was, I was telling them earlier, um, you know, like going to South by Southwest. I remember one time, you know, being at like the Spin Magazine party at like 3 o'clock in the morning, making sandwiches with Nikki Six, and, and so like, I mean, I could do that stuff. I had that mm-hmm. energy, right? And, and then I became a mom. It sucked all the energy right it was out of your gone. bones. It was gone. Yep. Like, duh. Like, I'm like, are you fucking 
are you kidding me? Like, I'm the one that used to be able to come home at, like, 5 or 6 in the morning. Yes. And still stay awake for another two hours eating yes. breakfast and chatting with my husband. I remember. Or my friends. And, like, no. In my 20s, I worked at um, Target, and I had a best friend. Me and her were just freaking frack. We were always together. We would get off at 10 o'clock at night, go change our clothes at my apartment or her apartment, go out to 6th Street and shut every single bar down. <laughs> and then go, eat the pizza. Go eat. <laughs> go home. Shower. Brush our teeth so we didn't smell like alcohol. Go back to work that next morning by oh, 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No oh, sleep. Work I the did that. whole shift. Sometimes work a double and be fine mm-hmm. to keep then going out. We might take a quick two-hour power nap and get up and go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, after my first daughter, you would think, because I had her in my 20s, you would think that staying up all night with a crying baby and then getting up and being a human would have been fine. No, because it's not fun. It's not. (laughs) When I tell you, I remember being so tired and this kid just screaming at me. Oh, my God. And I would just look at her and be like, dude, why are you so unchilled right now? Yeah. My baby had no chill. My baby Wallace had no chill. I mean, he's a he's a genius, literally now. But like we know that now, and I don't know. I wonder if it was just the brain development or what was going on, like those neurons, like doing what they got to do. But that that kid, that baby, was so it felt like so overstimulated all the time. Mm-hmm. And even when the lights were off, and he was supposed to not be able to see anything except contrast, he was still staring at shadows. Yes. And I'm like, baby, stop staring. Like, close your eyes. You gotta go to sleep. Just go to sleep. You just gotta go to sleep. Like, hold up, stop to sleep. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know that's anything. a book, right? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, love, oh, that. I, know. Oh, I yes. love it. I love it. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. I got sent that video. <laughs> we know. Like, read on YouTube, mm. and I thought it was the most hilarious Who thing ever. Who was reading it? Was it um, Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have yeah. someone with Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> and Jennifer Gardner. She did a version of it, too. Did she? And I love Jennifer Gardner, and I like it even more when she curses, because she's such a sweet and wholesome and wonderful, you That's know, funny. human being. So when she says, the fuck, I'm like, it was, a, it was adorable. I mean, it's a weird book to say it's adorable, but mm-hmm. that's how I felt with that's it. That's how mamas feel. And probably some dads, too, when babies are itty-bitty. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, though, like, okay, speaking of, like, relationships and love, like, one thing that Craig did that was really amazing was he gave up his his office in downtown Austin so that he could be a work-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. Because we were... I mean, we were so naive. We thought, oh, you know, put the pack and play in the office. The baby will nap while he works. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. The baby wanted to be in the jumpy. And if daddy Uh wasn't watching him all the time, then he was screaming. Yeah. um, You know, just like, look at me, you know. Mm -hmm. But like, and then, and then he thought, oh, I could just pop him in the carrier and take him with me to meetings. so stupid oh my god we were so dumb um and then when I went back to work I didn't go back to work until he was about 10 weeks old and I still felt like he was too young mm-hmm. you know like I think the we were originally gonna I was gonna go back when he was eight weeks old and then I was like no he's not ready mm-hmm. and even at 10 weeks he wasn't ready but I was tired of getting like 147 dollar paychecks mm-hmm. as a teacher um so you know because we don't really get maternity leave so um 
so anyway, I went back to work and I needed at least five hours of sleep a night so that I could maybe teach coherently. And, you know, once Wallace, if he woke up at like 11 o'clock at night, he wasn't going back. Yeah. And so on those nights, Craig would stay up with him so I could get at least five hours mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and go to work and teach. So I'd just get up, you know, Craig would end his shift early with the baby early in the morning so I could take him and nurse him and then get ready for work and and everything. And, um, yeah, so he, he sacrificed so much. Aww. Yeah, he gave up so much. But then the recession hit, hit like, right. It started to butt, like, the all the mortgage stuff started to bust right before Wallace was born. And then, that's where we got a really good deal on our house. And then um, it, like, the recession hit. So, like, not only did he give up his office and his ability to meet with clients, but then he had like three contracts dry up all in one week in October, 2008. So he, he did give up a lot, but also it was just kind of the big train wreck of economics. But he, he, um, he stayed home. He gave, he really did give so much of his time to be Mm. home with Wallace. And then until he started preschool at about, when he was about 20 months old. Yeah. And then I was only for like part of the day. But that's that's a good man, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and he, I knew, I think not just because Brandy told me, but I also knew that he was going to be good, a good one, because this is something for you, Brittany, but like when I was in my 20s, I met Craig when I was about, I was about 29 or 30, but um, when I was in my 20s, I had a really dear friend who was a good mentor and he was my acting coach and now he's Wallace's godfather. And I remember one time I was talking to him about a you know relationship issue and um, he said, you know what? He said, you need to make a list of the things you don't want in a relationship because mm. you know what you want. Mm-hmm. Make a list of the things you don't want. And if, you know... If you see those things you don't want, those are like, you know, now we would say red flags. And when I met Craig, he had none of those things. Like I was, I was tired of, of guys who didn't like, you know, shit or get off the pot, you know, like, like they didn't, like they couldn't put aside their insecurities long enough to tell me how they felt or like, you know, whereas, you know, or not be awkward when they called me or whatever. And and then you had Craig, this guy who's just like, oh, hey, well, how's it going? You want to hang out? Oh, you're busy? Okay, well, it's all right. Well, just call me when you get a chance. You know, yeah. like he was totally chill about it. He thought I was brushing him off, but. <laughs> he didn't care, obviously. He kept coming back. Yeah, because, you know, it's, I think that's the thing about being friends with somebody first. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it was. Well, and it makes it comfortable so that, like, you each have your own life but it's amplified and better together mm-hmm. instead of one person. I want to say, I don't really want to say superior, but like that sort of vibe, like, mm-hmm. like you're dependent on someone else versus coming in more on an equal footing. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and, and it's, our relationship's very egalitarian and, we have issues. It's not a perfect relationship. It's not a perfect marriage. You have to work. You've got to be willing to do that work. 
And, you know, he's been willing to do the work and so have I. So that's why it's lasted. But um, it's, it's, yeah, there's that, you know, bottom line is we're pretty egalitarian. Which is why it was weird when he had a stroke. Because he was, all of a sudden he was in the hospital. And then he was in the rehab. And you talked about not being apart from your husband for long. Yeah. We've been apart, like when he's been on shoots out of town and he's had to work out of town. Or when... Um, like when I've had to travel out of town, out of town, never for longer than like a week and a half mm-hmm. at a time. But um, it's being apart like that though is different. Like he was in the hospital during COVID, and I was allowed to see him, but still it was like limited hours. Mm-hmm. And then when they put him in the rehab hospital, like I couldn't have any contact with him at all whatsoever, except for like on his phone. And I mean, he was he had a stroke, so it was yeah. really hard for him to even dial the phone. So, um, it was, and then when he was sleeping in the hospital bed in our dining room for like, I think he slept in the hospital for like, what, three months after he came home or four months, like being, that felt like we were, like we were totally apart from each other. Yeah. It felt like we were on different planets and that was hard because I was so used to that egalitarian relationship that like things just fell apart for me at home. Like I couldn't handle Wallace's schedule. When am I going to buy the groceries? Like it was just, mm-hmm. it was just doing all those things that we did together or that yeah. we balanced each other or like we shared responsibilities for. Now it was all on my shoulders and it was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. So <laughs> kind of, kind of in opposition to that, it, that's been a fear of mine is you know getting to observe other people's relationships right and realizing like I've seen people who my grandmother being one of them like she had a beautiful marriage till my grandfather died over 50 years of marriage she didn't know how to do adulting Mm-hmm. Yeah. After mm-hmm. he died because he did so much. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, you have me who spent the majority of my life taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't have the help of family and friends. That's not what I mean. But it's been just me. And to give up control to that. I mean, Camille, you asked me at one time, like, what am I afraid of? Yeah. It's hard for me to allow someone to take care of me. Mm-hmm. But one epiphany I've had just recently is the fact that, okay, I'm, I'm not like that. Like, if I were to enter a relationship to where someone did take care of me temporarily, whatever, I have the skill set to be able to take care of myself if I needed it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, well, it's completely different than, like, how I was viewing it as, like, I don't want to be some helpless human. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that's really what it is, because if it's love, like, we talked about this with our friendship episode, like, I'll go to the ends of the earth for you if you're yeah. my person. But I don't know why I thought it was different. Because your role models, as far as your family, have they met each other when they were young. 
Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to figure out this stuff by themselves, but they had another human who's like, oh, I got you, and I, I can do this if you learn this skill. So now, yeah. you, you know, but I met my second husband, the most important one currently, um, after I had adulted by myself for a little bit and adulted mm. by myself with a child for a little bit. So mm-hmm. when he came in, it wasn't like, oh, you know, you do this and I'll do that. It's, hey, let's do this together. And I used to make mashed potatoes out of a box. And he saw that one day and he was like, do you not know how to make mashed potatoes? And I was like, I think it's just really hard. <laughs> He's like, oh, but it's not. Let's not eat at boxes and cans anymore. So we learned how to cook differently together. Oh, that's so and awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he's still like, that is so nasty. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> and he looks at stuff like that. And when we go to the grocery store together, he's like, I can't believe you fed my baby that crap. <laughs> and he's talking about the child that isn't biologically his, you know? Aww. That's still his baby. And Aww. even now, just seeing that relationship is beautiful. And it makes me think, you know that's what true love is and that's what it's supposed to be because she's not an itty bitty baby but when she falls asleep in the car he's like Kylie wake up get up okay fine and he'll pick her up and carry her in the house and now he has to make two trips because he now he has to get one and then the other so I'm like you they they're 20 and 13 he's like it's too much trouble but really those are just his babies yeah it doesn't happen that often, but when it does, I'm like, oh, look at that. Oh, but that's what you have to look forward to. Maybe not carrying kids out of the car, but will he carry your dog? When your dog gets uh, sick, will, will, will he carry Oh, yeah. what about when you get sick, you know? Yes, when I get sick, future husband, if you're listening, <laughs> guess what you get to do? Yeah, and it's it's also nice to just like yeah you do have to give up some control, but it's also nice to just let go and let someone else help you. Yes, some of the time, you know, um, you know, and I say that, and when I let go and let my husband clean the bathroom, he clogged the toilet with the <laughs> with the toilet cleaner. The, the brush. Yeah. Yes. Did he think? Did he think he could flush it? He thought it was flushable. It? So did yeah. my husband. I'm like, why did you think that? My, do you not see that plastic? Yeah. And or um, when I'm like, he's like, oh, I'll do the kitchen for you. No, he's gonna completely ignore the skillets on the stove. <laughs> yeah, he but see but it. sometimes you just gotta go. I'm I'm just gonna I'm, let him do yes, it. Yes, yes. I'm know, just grateful like, that he washed all the cups. So what I'm hearing you say <laughs> is when they act a fool, <laughs> sometimes you you, you, you just, just blow right past. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because That's you're not because you're gonna do it too. You are. Like you're gonna you're gonna do crap too. So like, no, my, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> like my absolute refusal to do any kind of work outside, like yard work. Today I was brushing my huge German Shepherd because if you don't brush them, the hair just chokes you in your sleep. <laughs> and we kicked over an ant pile. Now, do I know where the ant killer is? Yes. Did that stop me from looking at my husband who was picking up all these tree limbs and trying to make logs and stuff, looking at him dead in his face and being like, there's an ant pile right there. 
and just pointing to it and then staring at him until he went to the shed to get the ant killer. I was going to ask if he just like walked around it and went inside because he didn't want to do it because there were ants. No. No. Because <laughs> that's what my son does. <laughs> no. Not only did he have to get the ant killer and put some on there, but then he was like, can you move so they don't attack y'all? Oh, yeah. By the way, for those of you that are not in Texas, we have these things called fire ants. And they're and, like the size um, of a Buick. Yeah. 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 Well, they're really not, though. They're, oh, they the mounds like are. Yes. The mounds are, but they feel like it when they, they sting you. Yes. But they're actually quite small. And before you know it, you'll have like 50 of them crawling around you and you're in your garden or whatever. Uh-huh. And, and they're all stinging and, and they hurt really they bad. Hurt. It's a throbbing pain. So, but, mm-hmm. um, but like, yeah, I think, um, the thing is, 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 is that, yeah, there are all these things that annoy us about them. I mean, I, I know that there are things that annoy my husband about me. Like the fact that I, you know, I live life on Latina time. You know, like that is just one thing. He has not been able to get over that. Like, no, like whatever. that is one thing he cannot let go of. And I'm like, dude, dude, like you can't even shut a cabinet door after you take a glass out of it. By the way, why can't men shut the cabinet doors? I don't understand that. Like the <laughs> toilet and like, like don't pee on the seat. Don't pee on the floor. Shut the, the cabinet door. Yes. I don't understand. You I don't get it. with such minor things how about but i'm on i'm on latina time yes I, and i'm on cp time yes and <laughs> so i guess that yeah but it, my i mean does, is, is that the same it is as a cabinet door not being able to be shut or leaving leaving a dish out leaving the dishes the, washing or, or, select dishes. yeah washing these but then leaving when, that yes like, or swearing that the kitchen is clean but you didn't sweep the floor exactly right. or you didn't wipe clean? the counter or yes. <laughs> sweep the yes. crumbs or whatever yeah this happens or picking up your plate <laughs> but leaving that trail of yeah food the ring the, the ring the ring yes. of food and i'm like how is the kitchen clean? explain that because the dining room is part of the kitchen yeah if you ate at the dining room table or eating over the kitchen sink when everybody else is okay. at the table. So I do that, but when people are not at the table, I just do that. Like sometimes I don't yeah. have time for it. Or I've okay. been sitting. I've been sitting at my desk and, and I just want to stretch. That. And he comes in the kitchen and he's like, I don't understand why you can't sit down while you eat. Like that annoys. To him, that's the equivalent. Of the cabinet of door. the cabinet doors being open, and I guess I guess me being late all the time is the equivalent of me peeing on of him peeing on the seat. I don't pee on the seat. He pees on the seat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank goodness my husband is Chicano. He does not. He runs on the same time schedule as me. So what happens is we're supposed to be somewhere at three. We gotta invite you for two. Yeah, and we'll be there around three thirty. Yes, <laughs> because if I know now. That people lie to me and tell me to get there an hour early, assuming I'm going to be an hour late, which in my brain means I get 30 extra minutes. So if it's at 2, if you tell me it's at Uh 2, I know it's at 3, I'll be there at 3.30. Yeah, see, I don't understand why my husband's so shocked by this. Like, we've been been together since 2001. Mm -hmm. Why is he still shocked by this? I just think it's really cute that your husband will come in and announce the time to you and tell you what time you're supposed to be there. I think that is so cute. Have you seen him do that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, because when I walk into the house, he's like, hey, we have this thing with our son. It's at 3 o'clock. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll only be here for a whole hot minute. (laughs) Three hours later. 
Kim, we are supposed to be here at 3 o'clock. <laughs> it's 1.45. <laughs> Kim, we are supposed to be here at 3 o'clock. It's 2 o'clock. Hey, um, Kim? Kim? <laughs> We're supposed to be there at 3 o'clock. It takes us 15 minutes to get there. <laughs> It, it's 2 20 or whatever <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go and you're like okay and as we're walking it's just one more thing one more thing and we're I still talking him, we're having a whole new conversation with steam slowly rolling <laughs> out of his ears and off his head he's like um okay guys it takes us 15 minutes to get there <laughs> And he's so sweet. He's trying to keep his cool. And I know the second I go out that door, he'll be like, Kim, get your shoes on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's so funny. Meanwhile, over at my house, we're just, we're diddy bopping around. Oh, crap. We're supposed to be there at 2. It's 3.15. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, not hurting cats over here. <laughs> <laughs> but you were going to move to Ireland. And in Ireland, yeah. it was like, I guess I remember we went for, um, we went to a wedding in Ireland. Um, it was back in 2007. It's so merely I was, a suggestion. <laughs> and the wedding, it was supposed to, I think on the, I think on the, I think it said 530 was when. Or 5 o'clock was when the ceremony was supposed to start. I don't think it started to like 5.40 or 5.45. And people oh. didn't even show up to the church until like 5.25. Yeah. So for like... And of course, we got there early because we didn't know how long it was going to take to get out there to this tiny little town and in the rain, mm. you know, whatever, to this church. So all the Texans were there like 15 to 5. And then the ceremony, the bride didn't even arrive to like I said, like five twenty-five. We didn't even see like a sh any shade of the priest until like five twenty. <laughs> we were like, "Are we at the right church? Like, is the wedding still going on? And like, these what are, is this? This was in Ireland. Two Irish people. This was no, they no. they live in the U.S., uh, but they one of them is from Ireland, and so we they got married in like his hometown church. Oh. And it was a, a teacher that we mm -hmm. that Brittany oh. and I used to work I with. One of them, a person of color. No, no, they're Irish, like like of Irish descent <laughs> uh -huh. or Irish. Okay, so so okay. they were so they were just taking a play out of our book. Oh no 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 no! Like no, like no! Like it is it is hysterical Ireland. because also in Ireland, when you're driving down the road, you'll see just like these little like 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 little. I don't even know what to. I don't know what they call them. Maybe Brittany does. But we would say they're like little altars to, um, to like in Mexico you'd say like Virgen de Guadalupe, but there it's like oh, you know, Mary. Mary, yeah, to like to Mary, right? And you yeah. see this like the Virgin Mary everywhere mm -hmm. on the side of the road, and then and then also the reception, like the bride was telling us, oh, you know the weddings the we have we have the ballroom until one, but it's. You know, people people usually stick around a little bit longer, mm. and we're like, oh, okay. Like, it, the sun was coming up, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the wedding was over. I and I was like, y'all, Irish people are like Mexicans, yeah, like Irish people like very, and Mexicans mm -hmm. are like boom, like like in sync with each too. other. It have was you, amazing. You've never been to a black wedding, have you? 
Unfortunately, I haven't. See? Do you know that I haven't? No, I haven't. Like, what the hell? I don't know. I've been well, to a been Persian wedding. wedding. You know what? You can come to me and Jason Momoa's wedding. How about that? Oh, I love it. See? And it will I'm be a traditional black wedding where I say, okay, it's going to start at 3. It's coming up at 4 o'clock, and I'm just not putting on my face. Um, we we party all night. Big, huge, wonderful celebration. But, yeah, what what time is it? It doesn't really matter. It, it's CP time. That, that's what <laughs> You're in for the whole day. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the whole weekend. Exactly. Like my, you know, my, my abuela had three dresses. Yes. I like it. And that celebration went over like 24 hours. I like it. And that, and that like, just, just bananas. You. Like, how did they have the energy? I don't understand. For Jason, I would have the energy. I would rally. <laughs> But I, I do love my current husband. But he's running off with Kaylee, so my his feelings can't be that hurt. And they they would have a nice, quiet, on-time, uh, all-time-ish wedding. My husband and Kaylee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would go. Still a good party. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah well, I'm not going to get us into that wedding. Nope. I would just crash it. <laughs> oh, you okay there? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I thought I could talk and drink at the same time. I was sad no, mistaken. You, yes, you were. It's okay. It's why yeah. I'm sweating. Camille's over here like drooling her tea all over her shirt. Yes, tea. We're actually <laughs> spilling tea here. <laughs> we're actually drinking tea. We really, really are drinking tea because Brittany bought herself some fancy ass tea. I did. And she brewed her own tea, which I is the tea did. that I Yeah, drinking. she did. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Three salt to bees tea. Not a mic drop, a battery drop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Just I mean, in case that the recorder goes goes bad. Yeah. So we'll have links to Brittany's tea. So yeah, so we so audience, we are we're working on collaboration for, for business purposes so we're gonna have to do another podcast talking about collaboration and defining mm-hmm. collaboration for those of you out there that want to um that have the entrepreneurial spirit and you're wondering where to begin so are we so i would love if we could talk about that stuff and and help others along the way yes absolutely but there's no gatekeeping here down nope. in the comments we would love to hear about your love stories Yes. How did you find your love life? And are you too trying to pursue Jason Momoa? Because don't don't do it. Or <laughs> have you made a list of the things you want? Have you considered making a list of the things you don't want? Because sometimes that list of things you don't want is a better guy than the list of things you do. And what do you think people are looking for when they think about you in love? Like, what do you mm. bring to the table? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Just flipping it all on its head. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wrapping it up. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys.